0: Welcome to the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Schmidt, editor of Greater Orlando's top wedding publication, Orange Blossom Bride. I'm sure when you said yes, you had no idea you were jumping on this roller coaster that is wedding planning. The goal of this podcast is to help make the wedding planning process less stressful and a lot more fun. We'll provide you with great tips and ideas along with expert advice from some of the area's top wedding pros. So let's get started planning your Central Florida wedding. So when you have opinionated families, well, family members that are very vocal about what you should include in your wedding, there's no doubt that can be very overwhelming. So today we're going to talk... With Kim Tran. She's the owner of Pearl White Events about honoring ethnic traditions. And I'm very excited to have Kim back on the podcast. Last time we talked to Kim, she gave us tips on saving money before and after your wedding. But for today's topic, she's going to give us some insights on how to honor your parents and your ethnic traditions, but not going overboard, making sure it's still about you and your future spouse. And I honestly cannot think of anybody better to talk about this particular topic, because Kim has planned almost 100 Asian ethnic weddings where traditions are always such a key part
1: of the celebration. So welcome back, Kim. Thank you, Amanda, for having me. I'm I'm, I'm really excited to be talking about this because I myself, I am Vietnamese American, so... you know it's it's kind of interesting when clients come to me and you know they're torn because they're like oh well my mom wants this but i don't want this and and how i can relate to both sides i can relate to the bride side i to the bride i can relate to the mom side and find that happy median um i think it's so super important and, and and you know for me it holds a dear place in my heart because i think it's so important that you honor your tradition, you know, your tradition of like where you came from, that's your ethnic background. So you don't want to completely lose it, um, you know, and just kind of let have your wedding be just like every other wedding, you want to make it special to yourself. At the same time, you also want to make it special for your parents.
0: So how do you do that, though? Because, I mean, I came from a very Italian Uh, family well I came from them I'm still part of them (laughs) but um, they are they were very opinionated for my wedding of what we should do and what we shouldn't do and you know it was one of those things that I personally kind of had a challenge with of you know this is still our wedding we still want to do things our way but I know some traditions are very important to parents so how do you find that balance
1: sure so you know i think that for any wedding planning especially if you are close to your parents whether you're no matter which partner side so partner a partner b um you know if if both sides um have different traditions And or of ethnic heritage, for example, that, you know, there's certain things that they've already always done, passed out generations to generations, have a simple conversation with them. It really doesn't take very much, you know, just asking them because in all this day is a joyous celebration for you and your partner. At the same time, it's a joyous celebration for your parents as well, too. Um, especially if your parents are going to be paying for a big chunk of this wedding. You want to make sure that you listen to um, and hear them out and what they have to say. But um, a way to be able to start that conversation is obviously you want to sit down with them and ask them what's most important to them, you know, talk about the family. And I think this is a great time for you to learn about your own family history and your own family traditions as well, too. So, for example, if one of your family traditions is having a traditional tea ceremony, for example, uh, it's very popular in Chinese and Vietnamese cultures, um, a, a tea ceremony symbolizes your respect to your elders. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of break down what I mean by a tea ceremony. So, this is not your traditional sweet, you know, southern brew sweet tea that, you know, that I absolutely love. It's, this is the, the type of tea that there's no sugar. <laughs> and it's it served in fancy little cups um, that you present to your elders and to your parents. So, the tea ceremony, uh, so let's, let's go with the Vietnamese traditional tea ceremony. So, typically, the, it's broken into two uh, ceremonies. The first ceremony is held at the bride's house, um, and the second one is at the groom's house. And so for the first ceremony, the groom and his side of the family will come to the bride's house bearing gifts. So it's very traditional for them to have a whole roasted pig, um, you know, trays of uh, jewelry, uh, of um, different types of the tea, uh, alcohol, pastries, Sweet sticky rice to fruits, um, basically gifts that the groom side is uh, giving to the bride side in exchange. Well, it's a dowry, right? Uh, in <laughs> exchange for the hand in marriage. And so um, when the groom side comes over to the bride side, obviously the, the bride side, we, they have to accept. And so when they accept, then they'll place it at a the table. Then they, you know, there's candles, there's incense. And so they're paying their respects to um to not only the people that are there to the bride's side, but they're also going to be paying respects to any of their, the bride's ancestors. So, you know, they'll light incense, they'll pray, they'll ask for their blessing. And then for the actual the tea ceremony part, typically you have the eldest of the family sit down first and then you pour tea for them. And when you serve that tea for them it is a sign of respect to say, thank you. Thank you for, for raising me. Thank you for being a part of my life. Think I'm blessed and honored to be part of your family. And so when you serve tea to them, they typically give you a really, uh, it's a small red envelope. And in that envelope is cash, because um, that's how we give gifts. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's just a sign of respect. And I think it's so important, you know, especially to your parents, because, you know, oftentimes I think people overlook that we are our parents' children, right? God, the creator, whoever it is, somehow they made us our our parents' children. We were placed in their lives for a reason, right? Um, And so even if you don't have the best relationship with them, I think this is the time for you to, uh, it's almost kind of like a new beginning, right? You're asking for their blessing for the next chapter of your lives. And so when you serve that tea to them, they drink the tea, and in return, when they give you that gift, it is, that's their blessing to you, and so um, now, a lot of my couples, they don't want to do the full tea ceremony, because against you, that's the first part of the tea ceremony, to the bride's house, and the second part, you're basically repeating the same thing at the groom's house, but on the groom's side of the family, so now you're present; you're going to be praying, and getting the blessings from his ancestors, and now you're serving tea and getting the gifts from his side of the family. Now, because each ceremony typically takes about an hour, and then at, after each ceremony, there's you know there's like drinks and, and snacks to be served. That process takes about like an hour and a half to an hour forty five minutes. Then you have to travel to the next ceremony, which typically takes around at the same time. So. If you're doing your wedding all in the exact in the same day, and you still want to have a Western, you know, ceremony, let's say that uh, you're Catholic and you want to go to a Catholic church, if you're having both the tea ceremony, the bride's house, groom's house, the church ceremony. Cocktail hour and then to the reception. You're probably starting your first tea ceremony <laughs> super early in the morning, like nine a.m. And you're probably not going to end your wedding until like two a.m. Okay, maybe not two a.m. But it's it's a full day, and because some people they get tired, it's exhausting. If you're that early, you know, if you're starting that early and that late, um, they want to see. They always ask me, okay, Kim, you know, I want to do the tea ceremony, but I don't want to do the full thing. Like, how can I incorporate it? So. What I, what I normally tell them is, for example, again, if they're having a, a ceremony off-site, if they're having it at the church, um, then, or at like a, a, a different, whatever, let's say they're having their ceremony at um, the venue where they're having their reception. So during the typical Western ceremony, like when they read their vows, maybe right after that, then I have them do the tea ceremony. So we'll pull up two chairs and then we'll just serve tea. So we don't do the full bearing of the gifts, you know, when they come in with their trays and everything else like that, too. But the most important part is just serving the tea to the parents, to the grandparents the aunts and uncles, whoever that is most important there. So that really cuts down the time. So instead of spending, you know, an hour and a half at each ceremony, your that tea ceremony portion may only be about 15 minutes.
0: And that's great advice to work it to what's going to work. That's honoring still the parents and their Correct. traditions, but it's also honoring the wishes of the couple. And Correct. I mean, just from personal experience of being Italian Catholic, having a church ceremony was really big for my family when we got married. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband's not Catholic, so they don't really understand mass and all that stuff about how long and drawn out it can be, especially when you interject a wedding in there. So we had the compromise of having it at church, but doing the shorter version, version, excuse me. So there's ways to talk it through and there's ways to compromise and still make everybody happy. And when you were talking about how, honoring your parents and they've raised you and stuff it's funny because couples normally when they get married they don't have kids so you don't understand that element of it for a parent Mm -hmm. Um, as you're talking about that because as everybody knows I do have kids now so it's very true like you want to be included in their big day and you know you've raised them this far so you definitely want (laughs) to have some things you know in there interjected for you as well
1: Right. Exactly. To,
0: you know, show them how much you love them as well. So that is right. very important. Yes.
1: Yeah, so you want to be able to show that you appreciate them. And, you know, and if you don't want to do, let's say that your family, that you don't really have any true traditions or anything like that, but let's say that, um, uh, Oh, okay. So, you know, the, the, the meaning behind tying the knot, right? The Celtic, like the, the mm-hmm. ceremony, like when they say, when you tie the knot, for example, let's say that that was something that throughout, your family history everyone had some sort of symbolism of tying the knot um at their wedding and maybe they did like the actual ceremony of it but let's say you didn't want to do that that ceremony you can still incorporate you know those things into other elements you can incorporate it into like your invitations you can incorporate into your other types of stationery um maybe if you have a, even to party gavers um I had a, a wedding where the bride was Vietnamese and the groom was Sri Lankan. And for party favors, instead of doing traditional like, you know, koozies or whatever party favors, they did a traditional Sri Lankan cake. So it's boxed really nicely. And that was the the party favor for everyone. So there's mm-hmm. still little ways to be able to incorporate your ethnic tradition into it without like you get to go without going overboard. And you can. There's so many ways to do so. You can also do that in an outfit change. Um, For example, like when you, um, if you want to like go get your guests after you come in for your grand entrance and then like after dinner starts and you want to just change to a different outfit, you know, uh, change into a different outfit, take a couple of photos with your guests and then go back and change into your party dress so you can party in. Um, You can do... Uh, let's see, I already talked food items, uh, wedding stationery, um, clothing, but I mean, you just got to be creative. I don't think that you should just limit yourself and just say like, okay, well, no, sorry, we're not doing that. Sorry, mom and dad, you know, I don't care if, you know, <laughs> everyone in, in our entire family has been doing their wedding this way, we're not doing it. Well, be open to the idea. And, you know, to them, it might be super important that, you know, if you're their firstborn or maybe their only child, and you're getting married, and you kind of miss out on some of the traditions that they had growing up, you know, it might be, they might feel some sort of way, you know, mm-hmm. have a conversation with them, you know, don't leave them out of the picture. Now, unless if they're really not a part of your wedding, and you don't have any type of relationship with them, then it's entirely up to you, you can choose to do your, your traditions. Um, but I find that most people, no matter what, will always try to find some subtle hints to be able to incorporate the tradition into their wedding.
0: I think that's what I just love about weddings so much. I mean, and I know I'm talking to a fellow wedding lover, but it's just like every wedding is so unique and so catered to the couple and their families. And you never know, maybe you didn't have any traditions, like you said, in your family, but you might be starting a new one for future generations, which is a kind of cool thought as well. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. Thank you so very much, as always, for talking to us. And if couples want to reach out to you, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Sure. Um, They can find us on our website, www.pearlwhiteevents.com. They can also find us on Instagram and on Pinterest simply by typing in Pearl White Events. And um, that's probably the best way to, you know, keep up with us, see what we're doing Um, you know, see if that's your style. And if you would like to schedule a consultation, feel free to reach out to us. We do have our contact information. You can email at contact at pearlwhiteevents.com, or you can text or call uh, 407-519-0646. And we'll be more than happy to help.
0: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Kim.
1: Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. For more Orlando wedding inspiration and tips, head on over to orangeblossombride.com. And if you're looking for amazing wedding pros to help bring your wedding day together, make sure to check out our wedding vendor directory. Until next time, happy planning.